What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angels, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominic Smith. As always, I want to thank everybody for their continued support for this network. It has been a lot of fun. Can't believe the summer is almost over. That makes me happy because maybe some hope for the heat escaping, but this Florida, that's not necessary. Um, I'm, well, it's not necessarily true, but man, it means we just finished world championships and what an incredible championship meet it was. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. We do have some content for that on our YouTube page, which I mean, let me just get it out the way. Go subscribe to the YouTube page, Lactic Acid with Dominic Smith. Be sure to click that notification bell. That way you get all the notifications once new videos drop. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Lactic Acid Podcast, on Twitter, Lactic Acid underscore pod or Dom Smith underscore news. And then, yeah, like I already said, just subscribe. You can go to FanHub and check out the latest merchandise that we have. Go on FanHubTF.com, go under shop or go to my author page and everything you need is right there. Please be sure to check that out. Be sure to purchase something that helps the channel grow all proceeds go back to this channel now today is a legendary episode because i have a legend on the show that i was so pumped to talk with and then write about there will be a story attached to this podcast the podcast will come out a little bit earlier than the story but it will all be released on the same day mr eric swinsky listen he is the man he has run a sub 150 in the 800 over 200 times. How crazy is that? Like I told him on the show, he has Waffle House consistency. So, you know, he's a big deal. We talk about that. We talk about Harry Potter. We talk about how he's been so consistent. We talk about advice that he would give to the younger generation. We talk some barbecue. We talk growing, well, him growing up in the Midwest. All these things and more were discussed, and you do not want to miss it. I appreciate everybody's continued support. We're making it happen on this channel. More great content to come on the YouTube. I didn't mention that YouTube. It's important to subscribe because you will see the YouTube exclusive series Track Talk. But also, we started a new series, a bucket of Track Talk and Fried Chicken. Yes, we eat fried chicken on this network and on that show. We get down. So definitely be sure to check it out. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angels, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominic Smith. Today, I have literally one of the goats in track and field. He is consistent, and that is an understatement. And I like the fresh cut, man. I like it. I Thank like you. it a lot. Thank you. Out there balling, he is none other than my man, Mr. Eric Swinsky. Eric, appreciate you joining the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Uh, this this oh. Iowa heat and humidity, I needed, uh, I needed the fresh cut. Oh, man. It's hey, it's looking sharp, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, I live here, born and raised, still live here in Florida. So anytime that hair gets like above here, then it's just <laughs> like you're, you're trapping heat <laughs> in there. So I feel that. So listen, I ask everybody this question starting out. And I've got some interesting responses. So I want to ask you the same thing. 
if Ben and Jerry came to you and was like, Eric, man, you've been killing it. You've been out here balling for so many years, 16 U.S. champs. You got a bunch of accolades. So we want to do something for you. We want to make an ice cream promotion centered around you and your greatness. You got to pick the two flavors and the name of the promotion. What would they be? Ooh, you said two flavors. That's tough. So, uh, so I grew up in Wisconsin and it's not big anywhere else, but they have a flavor called blue moon. And it's kind of like a, it's kind it's like a Midwest thing, but it's kind of like a, almost like a fruit loop taste in ice cream. And I think that if Ben and Jerry were to do something like that with their uh, quality of ice cream, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, Ooh, but a name that's tough. Um, let, let, let me think on this. Let me think of the second flavor though. Um, second one, um, I'm a big coffee guy and I like coffee flavored ice cream. And I know that they do some coffee ones, but they don't do anything with coffee with a bunch of stuff in it. Like I like their ice cream. So maybe like a, like a coffee flavored ice cream with some, some like Oreo cookies and some, some chocolate fudge in there or something. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Gosh. I, See, cause, I know. Cause when I do Ben and Jerry's now, like I get like, you know, like the, uh, like, like the half baked or the tonight dough with all the, the cookie dough and the brownies and all that stuff in it. But I'm a big coffee guy and I like coffee flavored ice cream. So I feel like if they did something like that with some stuff in there, that that could be uh that could be pretty good. Wow. I know all the heart doctors and hypertension doctors <laughs> to this are just loving it. <laughs> They're just loving that. Ooh. man. A Fruit Loop favorite ice cream. I have. Uh, it's, well, it's, uh, I, it's hard to say. So it's really, really unique. You would have to try Blue Moon ice cream to actually know what it tastes like. That's the best description I can give you. But uh, it's a big uh, it's a big Midwest thing. Like a lot of the uh, the dairies and creameries in uh, Wisconsin, where I grew up, will do a blue moon ice cream. So we actually have I've seen it. I saw it when I went to the store yesterday. Blue moon ice cream. Try it out. Uh, I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> Fruit loop flavor ice cream. And so a coffee. So you would be like Dunkin'. So Dunkin' Donuts did something where. They had uh, the Girl Scout cookie flavored ice cream, so that that's yeah, yeah. kind of your jam. Okay, I'm not listening because that is I don't drink coffee, but that is something that I would try. So let's work on this name. What what would you name? What would you what would be the name that you would give it? Ooh, that's tough. Uh. The coffee one, I feel like I kind of, you know, drink a lot of caffeine before I prep for races and get ready. So maybe we call it like buzzing. And I kind buzzing. of, you know, that, that, yeah, that, uh, that caffeine, the coffee ice cream and kind of that, uh, that feeling I get before, before stepping on the line. So I like uh, that. Buzzing. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah. Ooh, the, the blue moon one though. That's tough. Um, so no, we, that would be, no, I will use buzzer for both of them. Done. I would use buzzing for both of them. I like that because yeah. that coffee gives you a buzz and the uniqueness of the blue moon ice cream kind of gives you a buzz as well. So I'm down with I that. Like it. I doubt that. I, I like, like that. Eric, man, you, gosh, I was, I was thinking about it. You have waffle house level consistency on that track. 
Like it is the most impressive thing I've ever seen between you, what you're still doing, what Allison Felix is doing, what Shelly Ann Fraser Price is doing. I'm telling you, that is, that is, that is, I was trying to feel like who is the most consistent. And that's what I'm saying. You have Waffle House level consistency because you know what you're going to get from Waffle House. If it is a just national disaster, Waffle House is always going to be serving up the waffles and hash rounds and everything else. That is you, brother. I'm telling you. And so you have eclipsed 200 races going under 150. Have you sat back and thought about how insane that statistic is? Uh since I hit that, I have and leading up to that. I never really thought about it, but, um, you know, Dave Monty was kind of the one who put this spreadsheet together of all of my races and all of the performances. So just kind of sitting down looking at it and just seeing not just the amount of races, but the amount of awesome places that I've been able to travel to, to kind of do this. I think that, you know, I kind of was able to just take a step back and realize like, Hey man, like this is a pretty awesome thing that, that I've been able to do uh, that not a lot of people get to say. So. What does that mean to you that you've been able to have this level of consistency for so long and to, you know, put yourself in contention to be on these teams? Uh, Honestly, I think it's really just a credit to all the people I've had behind me since I started this journey. Um, I mean, I wasn't a highly touted recruit out of high school by any means. I mean, I came to Iowa on a 10% scholarship. Um, and I'm still still with my college coach. So just having, you know, his support the entire time. And I've, you know, I haven't left Iowa City. I've been here since 2008. So having, you know, that community behind you um, and just, you know, I don't need to hesitate to ask if I ever need anything from anyone um, around here. So I think it's more just a, a culmination of having that kind of support system that's really just helped me, you know, be consistent because I don't have any worries, you know, when I step on the track or anything off the track because I know that there's always going to be someone there to help. So that's been pretty cool. Are they aware of uh, what you've accomplished too? That those, I think it's like 204 races. Something it's like between, that. Yes, 204, 205. I have, I haven't, I haven't, I have to go see. But um, are they aware? And I've heard great things about, you know, Iowa City um, and just the people there. But like I said, are they aware of just kind of like, what you've accomplished in that realm being that consistent? Uh, a good amount of them are. It's actually kind of cool. So uh, Mike J, who announces, uh, he announced U.S. Indoor Championships uh, and Outdoor Championships. He announces a ton of meets around the country. So he actually also lives here in Iowa City. So, uh, you know, he's got a pretty big social media presence as far as like local athletes and, and local track and field fans go. And, you know, he's been, he's been really good to me. Um, it was kind of cool leading up. Like we were trying to decide, hey, it'd be really cool if we were able to run this 200th sub-150 at Drake Stadium at the Drake Relay as a place that's been really special to me. So um, I was actually able to run number 199 here at home in Iowa City, and then the next weekend turned around and was able to do number 200 at Drake uh, in Iowa. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, had a, had a pretty good idea going into that, uh, and just having that, you know, home support is, is always great. That had to be a fun moment, just having your family there and having everybody in the community show up in such a prestigious stadium like I can't yeah no it was, it was really cool I can't I can't even explain it it was super special man why the 800 why would you sign yourself up for such torture like uh 
so I wasn't, uh, I didn't run at all going into high school. Um, freshman year of high school, I played soccer, was like this five foot two, 90 pound kid on the freshman soccer team, played really well. And then going into sophomore year, I didn't grow at all, you know, tried out for, for varsity and the coach told me I was too small to play varsity soccer. Um, so I had some friends on the cross country team, uh, went out for cross country as a sophomore. And then, uh, yeah, the rest just kind of took off from there. At first, the track team really needed like a 300 meter hurdler. So they tried to make me a hurdler, but uh, I didn't really have the flexibility to, to do that. And so, uh, I mean, I've always been kind of like a, a glutton for punishment when, you know, I like basketball. Uh, I was a starting point guard for, for four years in high school. And, you know, when we would do like suicide drills and that kind of stuff, I was always the one, you know, pushing that, just seeing how far I could push my body. So I think that, you know, the 800 was kind of just a natural fit um, since it's pretty much an all out sprint from the get go. I can see you being like a lethal point guard. Like I, I almost can... played basketball in college, actually. Wow. I, uh, like... So I didn't, I didn't run super fast. My like sophomore, junior years, I'd run like, you know, 158, 159. Um, and so I was looking at some D3 schools and uh, had a couple of D2 offers for basketball. And then uh, track kind of took off late in my senior year. And I decided to, to go that route. But man. I, I, I can see it. I can see it. Like, I can see it. Like, Iowa has these lethal point guards. I could easily I could easily have seen that being you. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. Which one is harder, the 800 or a 400? Uh, the 800 is harder than a 400, but if you were to put hurdles in that 400, then I think that uh, maybe the 400 hurdles. You see, it feels like the 400 hurdles is about consistency. But that's that's this interesting debate because like you just have to get in and by not consistency, but it's about rhythm. So it's not saying it makes it any less hard, but I don't know. I hear it from like all sides because the 800, you know, pretty much it is all out. But that 400 is all out, all out. And then the 400 hurdles is rhythm. Um, and then you're trying to catch Sydney McLaughlin. And so maybe <laughs> from that, you know, standpoint, <laughs> the 400 hurdles is harder. But I've always been interested to, like, to hear from an 800-meter runner. It's to see which one is harder. See, I loved, like, the 4 by 4s in college. And, like, that was something I always looked forward to was, like, getting the baton and, and doing a 400. Uh, but so my coach was a professional 400-meter hurdler for, like, 12 years. Uh, he was a world silver medalist in Paris. And also ran some 800s, but I've seen some of the workouts he put those 400 meter hurdlers through since I'm there at the track of them every day. And I'm like, man, I could not imagine having to do this. Nah, what's the hardest workout he's put you through? Uh, maybe like my second or third year out of college, uh, we did four 400s with five minutes rest. And the goal was to hit 51 to 52 seconds for all four of them. And I got through the first three. And it was one of those days where it was like hot and super sunny. And like, I was hurting so bad that like the lines on the track were like hurting my eyes. So I threw my sunglasses on. So I threw my sunglasses on so nobody could see how much I was hurting going into the last rep. Uh, that sounds awful. Five minutes rest. Yeah. Four, four hundred. Oh, God, what is that? About 70, 75%. Oh man. Yeah. I don't envy you, man. That, that that's that that's awful that's awful you also i'm trying to think so you've done everything you've won a world championship medal you were american record holder 
world record holder. And then you anchored a four by one. And di- and now here's the thing. I mean, honestly, I don't know why they didn't put you in a replay pool this year. Because um, yeah. <laughs> maybe you could have solved some of the problems that we've, we've had. Um, so pretty much you fit like the trifecta. <laughs> have you accomplished everything that you set out? Or has it been more than what you've ever expected? It's been way more. Uh, I mean, if you would have told me, you know, as a kid, this is what I'd be doing. If you would have told me in the beginning of my senior year of college, even, that this is what I'd be doing, I would have, I wouldn't have believed it. I mean, up until probably April, May of my senior year of college, like I was taking the MCAT, applying to med schools, like that was going to be my plan. And then, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole running thing took off. And uh, I mean, had you know no sponsorship no agent anything out of college so even to just think that here a decade later that I've been able to you know accomplish all of this and remain so consistent you know I never would have uh, never would have believed that if someone would have told me how were you able to get through that time period uh honestly like 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 before a lot of that is just like the community that I've had here um so I knew a couple guys were opening a running store here in Iowa City um you know they gave me a part-time job and said hey like you're welcome to work as little or as much as you want. You can choose your hours. Like we want obviously running to be the focus, but know that like the financial aspect of not having any sort of backing, like that's tough. So they were able to, you know, help me out and, you know, be super flexible with everything. And uh, so, you know, it was a, it was a big thanks to them, especially that first year when I was kind of trying to make ends meet. That's awesome, man. Let's talk about some stuff off the track. That's what the people want to know. What are three things that people do not know about you? Uh, I'm a really big Harry Potter fan. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, my dog's name is Neville. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I've always been been really into Harry Potter. You know, I've read the books multiple times, seen the movies probably 20 plus times each. So, uh, yeah, I love to uh, love some Harry Potter stuff. Um. Both my parents are only children, so I have no aunts, uncles, or cousins. So we have wow. a super, super small family, yeah. Uh, so it's just uh, my parents, me, my brother, and my sister. Oh, so we, uh, yeah. So, so, so super tight knit. You know, I'm really close to my parents, really close to my siblings. So, yeah, it's just kind of, kind of weird when you see all these people that have, you know, seven, eight aunts and uncles and dozens of cousins, and I'm like, there's five of us. Yeah, that's just me, because, I mean, being in the South, uh, you know, essentially, we feel an entire football team, you know, in such a college football team. So you're actually the first person I've ever met that that's been like, that is, that's really cool because of the closeness, because it makes you um, closer and stuff. So, wow, you learn something new every day. All right. Harry Potter, have you been to the Harry Potter world down here in Orlando? I have. So we went in uh, the fall of 2019. So we lucked out and we were able to do it before, you know, all the, all the COVID stuff happened. But, yeah, I was able to make it down there with, uh, with my brother and my sister um, and then uh, my partner and her, uh, her siblings. So it was pretty awesome. Did you try the butterbeer? The regular and the frozen, yeah. Which one is better? Uh, I personally like the regular one, but I think the majority of our group was a fan of the frozen one. 
See, I was like, well, I went in May of 2019. So, you know, it, it was it was blazing. So I like the frozen one, but I was not expecting it to slap like it did, man. It's good. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite ride there? Oh, definitely the the Haggard one. Uh, that one was that one was pretty cool. It's so it's Remind- a newer Go ahead. It's uh, you're on like his uh, his like motorcycle, the cart, and it's probably the fastest coaster that they have. Um, it was pretty new when we went there, like it had just opened up recently, so maybe it wasn't even open in May because we were there in October. Um, and it had just opened up recently. It what well, it had just opened up, and then they just added another one, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they just they just added this epic one. I'll have to check that out, get back out there. Oh man, I I cannot remember what it was called, but apparently it's it's like this high end Harry Potter roller coaster experience that takes you through everything. That's awesome. Um, and here's the thing: it was it it had not opened up just yet. It's either one or two things. It had not opened up, or it was broken. Because I remember there was something in Harry Potter world that was always broken. Um. <laughs> And that's just the theme of Florida and Universal. There's always a ride that's always doggone broken. And so, like they like they used to have they have a train that takes you from one side to the other. Yep. Yeah, that was broken. So I've never been on that train. It was really cool. It's like uh super interactive. Like they have a bunch of like stuff in the windows turned into like TV screens and you like take the whole journey. It's pretty cool. That is devastating. <laughs> We've been, I've been there two, three times. I've been to Universal too many times, but every time I went to Harry Potter World, it was broken. And it is the, it is the stupidest thing in my entire life. So to hear you say that pisses me off <laughs> uh, because everybody said it was like legit. They had a, a ride. Oh boy. And I don't, I don't remember. See, I don't, uh, do Harry Potter, but they had this ride. It was like an indoor coaster. It was like an indoor roller coaster that I thought was pretty dope. I, I forgot what it was, but like the train tracks break or whatever. And then, the one inside the the bank that they have, yeah, yeah. And then like you drop <laughs> and everything. Uh, I thought that was pretty dope, though. I mean, I'm not yeah, they did a good job with that park. It's pretty awesome. How accurate is it to? um everything that you read in the books pretty accurate and i mean they did like a lot of it's based on the movies that there too so they did they did a really good job as far as that goes what made you get into harry potter because it seems like you're a fanatic i don't know like just in element i was in elementary school when the first book came out and just got hooked so i just remember when all the new books came out like i would go to kmart that morning and and buy the book and just sit there and, and just sit there and read it that day so i don't know it's just uh ever since growing up it's just been oh you know boy. part of everything yeah kmart kmart <laughs> these young kids don't know anything about kmart good that was oh man is that a that brings back good memories it's so funny like all of these you got all these chain stores now but there are some og stores I know. back in the day and so to hear kmart that that just <laughs> that that is that's epic <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie to you um wow that just sent me back on memory lane and stuff like that 
I always like to talk food. What is the best food in Iowa? Like if I were visiting Iowa, what 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 is your go-to? Whether it's something you cook or something that you eat consistently, or obviously when you can uh, because of training. Uh, I love to make ribs, so I'll make oh. uh, yeah, I'll make some ribs and 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 some cornbread. That's probably my go-to as far as uh, oh as far as what I'll make. And I mean, Iowa being you know a big. Uh, you know, a, a big farming state, like do that with, with, with some corn on the cob. I think that that would be a, a big one. Man. Okay. I was not expecting that answer <laughs> at all. I was thinking more like, you know, it's kind of chicken and rice dish, but ribs, man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I love to, I love to grill and, and, you know, make all that kind of stuff. So that's up my, I just made some ribs I'm not gonna lie, should have been on Food Network for nice. Fourth uh, of July. So hey, I'm I'm all with it. What kind of ribs do you use? Baby backs or um, St. Louis style or spare ribs or beef ribs? I use I usually do spare ribs. Um, wow. I'll do yeah. I'll do a little St. Louis style too. I the I like baby back, but there's sometimes they're so thin Damn. that it's hard to like they dry out so easy, and I don't. I don't love that. And it's just, if there's too thin, you're just eating skin and bone. Yeah. It's essentially a skeleton. Um, Because that happened to me Memorial Day or something like that. Got these baby back ribs and you bite into it and you're just buying into a bone. Yep. And I was like, nah, never cooked a spare rib before. So that's, that's interesting. So you yeah. got you you have like a go-to rub and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a, a local rub that I like to use, and uh, yeah. Now, what do you I'll, what do you use if you don't mind me asking? Because I, I good, but what's I, it's not necessarily like all the spices, but does it have a sweeter side to it or more savory? Uh, it's like a sweeter, smoky. Uh, oh man. Eric, man, whenever you barbecue again, you got to hit me up. Let's do it. Because I, listen, I I, I do make a mean cornbread casserole. So I will bring that that up to Iowa. Yeah, it's it's a southern style cornbread casserole with the sweet corn and a a kernel corn and everything like that. Man, gosh, I haven't had, I have not had breakfast yet. Man, that's making getting me hungry now. That's <laughs> making me hungry. Dang. <laughs> and everything, especially they still have ribs. Buy one, get one free. Oh, nice. So I'm to go that. What was it like growing up in the Midwest? Uh, see, for me, it's just it's normal because it's the only thing I've known. I've been here. I've been here my whole life. So, uh, I mean, compared to you, I mean, we get, you know, all four seasons. <sighs> we get like major extremes on both ends, like. There's a couple times, even when I was in college here, where they like closed the university down because it was so cold. It was like negative sixty degrees plus oh, with the wind chill. Boy. So we've had like it's called a polar vortex. We've had a couple of those the last like decade where everything just shuts down. But then in the summer, I mean, we'll have days where it's hundred plus with ninety percent humidity and the heat index is like one twenty. So we get uh we get both ends. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that is so crazy. It's so weird because I. I have a friend, a good friend of mine lives in Minnesota. And so I guess when it was the polar vortex a couple of years ago, it was like negative 80 up there. 
And I had like text was like, well, how, how are you doing today? She was like, oh, it was only negative 40. So we were able to go outside. I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like here in Florida, I love, I love when we, whenever Florida decides to participate in fall, uh, it used to be my favorite when I was in college because at 68 degrees, uh, you would see people roll out with Uggs and big jackets. <laughs> Honest gosh, excuse me. I used to get to school early and sit and watch these people. Uh, like the Tom Brady Uggs on and stuff like that with the, and it would be windy. <laughs> and so you get like a, I don't know, 63 degree wind chill, or whatever the case might be. And so I hear people from the Midwest and it's like, Gosh, that that is just we have to turn on the AC for that. <laughs> so that's that's uh I don't know. I don't think I could have survived. I really wanted to go to Ohio State. But A out of state tuition it, it, it is bad. B, it's just too cold where you are. <laughs> it is it, it's just too cold. Uh, but the community seems like you guys seem like the nicest people in the world i don't know there's just something i I can't explain it no it's a it's a midwest hospitality it's definitely a thing you know i mean go out for a run in the morning and everyone you know says hey waves that you as you're running by it's uh yeah it's it's a real thing it's pretty cool see that would be weird to me (laughs) but um (laughs) but hey listen i'm not mad at it (sighs) a couple more topics and then we're gonna wrap this thing up with a bow what was it like running anchor on a four by one? Uh, obviously not in a big meet, but still. But what was it that? Was, like? uh, oh man! So I ran the eight hundred like thirty minutes before that, <laughs> um, and I finished. And you know, I know I've been on the circuit for so long that I know a lot of these guys really, really well. You know, even the sprinters. So I see them all like you know huddled up with a bunch of agents, like talking, trying to figure something out. And I overhear, well, like, uh, I think Daniel Roberts was supposed to anchor it. He's like, man, like, like, I'm not feeling good. Like, I can, I'll take the baton and jog it in. But, like, that's all you're going to get from me. So I walked over there and was like, hey, like, if you guys want someone who's going to give you an honest effort, like, I haven't run a four by one in probably 20 years. But, uh, you know, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to give it a shot. So, yeah, so we, uh, you know, we didn't work on any handoffs or anything before that. Because those guys had just raced. I just raced. So it was kind of, we went out there and, uh I took 42 steps to get the baton, (laughs) but I mean, when you have a nine, eight, when you have a nine, eight guy coming in and, you know, I, you know, I'm still, still pretty decent. I mean, I, you know, I've split, you know, 45 high, 46 low on a four by four the last couple of years, but that's kind of a different, uh, different kind of speed. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a little stressful, um, not having done it for a while, but, uh, I mean, I've coached a a lot of high schoolers the last, you know, six, seven years. Um, so, you know, I've like coached handoffs and, and whatnot. So, I had an idea of what I was getting myself into, but it was still kind of uh, stressful in the moment. But it was pretty cool to be able to say that I was on a relay with those three guys. 42 steps. Yeah, that sounds stressful even just hearing <laughs> it. <laughs> Have you considered coaching to be the next phase, you know, of what you do? Yeah, you know, I've you thought about a great coach. I, you know, I think regardless of what it is, I want to do something in in sports, um, even in, you know, in track and field if possible. Um 
I've met so many awesome people through the sport. Uh, you know, I've had so many great mentors that I'd love to be able to, to give back, whether that's in a, you know, the coaching space or, or something else. But yeah, you know, I definitely like to like to be in that realm. Looking back on just everything you've done, everything you've accomplished, what is, what are, what is one of the biggest things that you take away from your uh, prestigious and famed career that you've had? Obviously you're not done yet. Uh, love that hashtag movement <laughs> that you put on Instagram, but just, you know, as we're talking, you know, just looking back on everything, obviously you said you didn't expect, you know, to have the success that you had, but you know, what are some of the things that you look back on and you take away the most? Uh, I think one of the biggest things is just not to, not to give up on what you want to do because someone says that you can't do it. I mean, that was a big thing, you know, going from high school to college, even, you know, my first year in college here, like I had lifted a weight in high school. So I get here and I'm lifting with a broomstick for the first three months while I see all these other guys, you know, doing snatches and cleans and that kind of stuff. And like, you know, I was like, Hey, like, am I, am I built to do this? And I think it was, you know, just like, not giving up on, on doing something like that, just because, you know, you take a different path than, than maybe the majority of people do. So I think that was, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things for me. And then honestly, just like, like, like building a community of, of people, you know, that have your best interests in mind. Like that's been huge for me. Uh, you know, I'm still best friends with so many of my high school and, and college teammates I've met, like I said, you know, so many awesome people through the sport um, that are willing to, you know, you know, help out and, uh, and reach out if I ever need anything. So, um, you know, that's been a, a big thing for me too. And that just, you know, just, just taking advantage of every time that I'm able to, you know, toe the line, I, I love to compete and I know that it's not going to last forever. So, um, you know, every time I step out there is, you know, hopefully give myself a, a chance at some point to, you know, give myself a sniff at winning the race and, uh, you know, just lay it all out there. And that's kind of just the, the mantra we've taken is, hey, sometime in the race, I want to give myself a chance to win. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it might not happen. But, you know, when I am able to put it together that, you know, I'm able to do something pretty cool. So, how What is the key to being and staying consistent? Because that's the hardest thing to do in sports, in my opinion, is to stay consistent and like I said, you, I mean, gosh, I don't think anything is more consistent than the Florida weather and then, or the bipolarness of it, and then <laughs> Waffle House. And so you've cracked that code. And so what is it, what is the key to consistency? I think for me, like, it's just been doing the little things consistently year after year after year after year, um, you know being consistent in, in the weight room, being consistent with, with my diet and sleeping. And, you know, I've got the same warm up routine I've done for the last, you know, 15 years. I've got the same routine I do before bed, just a little, you know, stretch foam rolling routine. Um, I mean, I've never missed more than two days of running from any sort of injury in a row um, since high school. Um, and I think that it's really just been, you know, being consistent with all these things and that, you know, something I try to tell you, you know, like the high school kids that ask me, it's like, you don't realize that the more you do this day after day, after week, after month, that it just really does build on top of each other, that you'll really see the benefits long-term of doing these things consistently, you know, whether it's in your performance or, or other aspects of, of training. Last question, then we'll get to rapid fire and then we'll wrap this up. What's the biggest piece of advice that you would give to somebody that's coming up in your shoes or kind of coming up in your path better yet? 
uh, like I said before, I think, you know, consistency in little things. Um, I think don't be afraid to, to ask for help um, or ask for advice if you need it. Um, you know, I had so many great mentors in the sport, you know, from, from coach Woody here at Iowa, um, you know, a lot of 800 guys that I looked up to growing up. I mean, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne Solomon's probably a big one. I still keep in touch with Dwayne. It was, you know, when I was coming up through the sport, you know, he kind of helped me navigate a lot of things and I've kind of tried to do the same thing, um, giving back to, to some of the younger guys now, just knowing that, Hey, like, if you don't want to reach out to an agent, if you don't want to reach out to, you know, a, a shoe company, if you just want some advice from someone who's been through a lot, like, Hey, I'm an open book. And, you know, if I don't have the answer, like hopefully I can point you in the right direction, but I think that, you know, not being afraid to, to ask for help because it can be a tricky sport to navigate professionally. So. Very, especially now and every, you know, very pretty much. Now. Yeah. Um, yep. And so, yeah, that is a great piece of advice. All right. You have survived the questioning. Now we get to the harder stuff. I am going to introduce a segment to you. It is called Down the Home Stretch. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions, and I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. If you do not, it is okay. Um, right now, the champion is Marley Stolliper. Um, She is the clear-cut number one, the standout NC State All-American, followed by Sage Herta and Sinclair Johnson, and they tied for second. And then the bronze medalist is Karen Winger. So pretty much you're trying to beat them or just to get on the medal stand. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you had to live with the food forever and live without a food forever, which foods would they be? Uh, If I had to live with a food forever, I would live with pancakes. Okay. To live uh, without a food forever. Uh, mayonnaise. Really? Yeah. Why mayonnaise? I don't know. It's just a condiment that I don't really find myself using very often. So I just get stuck in the back of the refrigerator. That's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. Pancakes, <laughs> pancakes are... I can eat for any. I can eat that for any meal. So I think that it's pretty uh pretty versatile. That's that's a good that's a good one. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. What's the best meal? Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. Okay. What's the go-to breakfast plate outside of pancakes? You have to pick three items. French toast, scrambled eggs, and sausage. So you're having pancakes, French toast, scrambled eggs, and sausage? Let's do it. Carb load. <laughs> hey, listen, that's the key to staying consistent in those 800s. So I'm not even mad at it. Dream vacation spot to take or to go to? Australia. Is there, if you had to pick a Harry Potter character to describe who you are as a runner, who are you rolling with? Neville Longbottom. Why is that? Uh, you know, he was kind of this nerdy underdog kid growing up and you know he ends up being one of the one of the saviors of the wizarding world so he's kind of a big transition uh from a kid you know to an adult and i kind of view myself the same way okay i'm not even mad at that i like that all right if you had to be a guest on any television show what would it be survivor really why survivor uh, so we used to watch it growing up and then me and my brother, uh, my partner, Bethany, we started watching Survivor from season one 
when COVID first started. Uh, so we watched 42 seasons over the course of like two and a half years. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I've been hooked. And I think that, you know, it's really, uh, it, it kind of relates to track. You know, they're really pushing themselves physically and mentally. And I think that it'd be, uh, it'd be pretty cool to see what I could do in that environment. Well, if that just, you just answered the question I was about to ask if it was the last TV show you binge watched. <laughs> but I think that takes the cake. All right, if you, if you had to be a guest on any Food Network television show, what would it be? Diners, Drivings, and Dives. Yes, sir. I can definitely see that. All right. If you had to have dinner with, or in this case, breakfast with any living person, who would it be? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Really? Why Giannis? Yeah. So, uh, so I grew up in Milwaukee, That's true. Milwaukee Bucks. area, and uh, just uh, you know, I read the, his book that came out, and my brother and I just watched his movie the other day. And just kind of seeing, uh, you know, what uh, what he went through, you know, as a kid to the success he's had today. I think that you know, it's a it's a pretty cool story, and he seems like a cool guy. I'm not even a lot of you. You pronounced his name with ease. I'm a big like, Bucks fan. I've been a big Bucks fan my whole life, so. The Greek freak. Okay. Okay. All righty. Well, let's go. We got a couple more. If you had to pick somebody to narrate a race that you're running, who would it be? Morgan Freeman. And any pause that I give doesn't kind of get some time. Here's the thing about that. That would be so good, but I low-key feel like I would fall asleep. See, but I think it relates to, you know, how I, my career and how I race. Like, you're going to get consistency from him when he's narrating something. That's kind of how I feel. That's true. That I've like been. It. So maybe if it's a, maybe if it's a big, you know, a hyped high key event, maybe we do something different. But if it's just a, some, Basic. some normal, just a documentary type thing, I think that he'd oh, be a for solid, sure. Oh, solid for choice. sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. What? Oh, boy. Oh God, I just lost track of the question I was going to ask. Okay. What is, what has been your favorite place to race? Uh, there's a country, a small place in Italy called Rovereto. Um, it's kind of like in the, one of the wine countries in the mountains. Uh, it's a smaller, smaller competition, but I've probably been there and seven, eight times. And it's uh, kind of staying like this, uh, Mon pa type of hotel and it's uh homemade homemade italian food and espresso uh espresso after every meal and it's just kind of uh you know i'm not a big city guy so i like these you know kind of lower key places where i can uh, you know kind of hang out and, and go visit some things so th there's no better place than those mom and pops home cooking restaurants awesome I, yeah I, I'm, I'm with that one billion percent all right two more questions let's just say they were going to make a movie about your life, your running career. Who is the actor that you would want to portray your character? Oh, that's tough. See, I'm not like a big actor, actress person, and my favorite actor, I don't I don't know why, has always been Nicolas Cage. So I'd probably say Nicolas Cage. That would be very interesting. <laughs> I would love to see Nicholas Cage as Eric Sawinski. Okay. Oh, yeah. Listen, that, that, and he would have to legit run 800. 
So I'd I like would to see that. I would love to see that. All right, one more question and a bonus question. What's the best era of television? Ooh, the the late nineties. The late nineties. So so give like me, all the old like Nickelodeon TV shows. My I man, growing yes. up with all of those like global guts and legends of the hidden temple and all that kind of stuff like, listen they used to record that, was... that stuff here in orlando so you know i yep. was just figure it out was like my show uh i'm a i'm a big rugrats brother myself same yeah uh, oh yeah that that was my show hey arnold oh man i've done i had a show shout out to dr hannah bornstein and matt wisner we actually did a 90 TV show, 90 TV show episode on here. Oh, really? That's Breaking awesome. it down. Oh, yeah. We we are big fanatics. He, he loves Amanda Bonds um, and her show. So we talk about all that stuff. All right. Last, last question. Why does kindness matter? Kindness matters because if everyone was kind to each other, I think the world would be such a better place. I think that you know, if we take everything else away from it, you know, being kind just helps in, in all aspects of life. I think that that's something I've tried to, uh, you know, kind of adopt um, in, in everything I do, whether it's, you know, on the track or, or helping kids off the track or, or anything. I think that, you know, if I pass kindness onto someone, that hopefully they're going to reciprocate that to, to everyone that they interact with and that hopefully we can, uh, you know, solve some issues. So, Eric, you are a scholar and a saint and you made the medal stand. It nice. is that was impressive. So you can Thank add you. that medal to your list of uh, <laughs> accomplishments and achievements in the world record. Listen, man, I appreciate you taking time uh, to come on the show and chat with me. Where can the people find you? Where can they follow you? Uh, I'm at, at E Sawinski on all social media, and my last name is S O W I N S K I. So definitely be sure to check Eric out. Like if you heard in the preview of the show, I just dropped all the places where you can follow me and lactic acid. So definitely check that out. Eric, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to come on the show and chat with us today. Cannot wait to see what you do in the future. Until next time, peace. Oh, 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 oh,